Hello, and welcome to another episode of the After School Anime Club. My name is Max Newland. I'm your host, and with me today are two of my co-hosts and chapter co-presidents. First of all, when she was a young boy, her father took her into the city to see a marching band. It's Stevie Matos. Hello. Hello. I wasn't ready. Is anybody ready? Are we ready for the fate that befalls us? Oh, God. Um, when uh, he's a creep, he's a weirdo. What the hell is he doing here? It's Max Kostrak. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. I am so I am so <laughs> terrified. I, just to give the the listeners an inside view, Max has hyped up our game today in a terrifying way. Like I'm really scared for what's about to happen. Yeah, we've had to sign a fucking waiver. I'm I, I'm <laughs> yeah, terrified. Did. I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, you might have noticed a certain strange energy infesting the podcast uh, when you first started listening to it. That's, it's fear. <laughs> it is fear. I am so anxious. I have engendered a uh, atmosphere of fear and uh, uncertainty that uh, he's gone I'm, mad with power as oh the chapter God. president. Yeah, I am enjoying it a lot. I am so scared. It is 100 degrees outside and I'm wearing a comfort onesie. I am anxious. Well, uh, well, I only have one question for you all. Do you want to play a game? We don't have a choice. <laughs> Well, make peace with your god, because it's time to play Band for Life. <laughs> oh, God, what? What? <laughs> I, I, I put a little bit more thought into this game uh, than I usually put into these games. Um, so I'm pretty proud of it. And again, it's called Band for Life. That's B-A-N-D for life. Um, but there's kind of a double entendre there, of course, you know. <laughs> um, so here's the deal, folks. I've selected six anime music videos, or AMVs. When it is your oh, turn... no! I will reveal to you the year the video was published in the primary anime it features. You must tell me the name of the song or the band... And if you tell me both, there will be a reward. Oh, God. That's, that's so vague and <laughs> ominous. There may be. Now, you may be wondering, why is Max being so ominous about this? What What is so different about this game that's different than usual? This is going to be so cursed. That comes in the in the next bit. So you're going to guess you're going to get the name of the anime, the year it came out. If you wish to know more, you must pay the price. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. And the cost of this privilege is your honor and dignity. Oh, oh that's easy. I can give that up no sweat. You begin the game with one point of honor and dignity each. And if you end the game with less than zero, you must choose an AMV to post on your public <laughs> Facebook wall with no additional commentary. God, no! Not Facebook. I haven't posted on Facebook <laughs> in like a decade. <laughs> I never post on Facebook. That's that's it. That's what makes it oh, such a dangerous game. That makes it really dangerous, though. Okay, like, my family is going to be like, what is... I'm so anxious. I'm going to get check-in calls. So, so the thing that makes this extra spicy is that at the end of the game, there is a final bonus round. And it's pretty much all riding on that. Because if if the winner of the game does not guess correctly in the final bonus round, 
the loser gets a chance to reverse their fortune entirely and and may oh. walk away the winner <laughs> instead. <laughs> this is your most complex and diabolical game yet, Max. You're not Thank even you. on Facebook like that, Newland. How yeah, I only yeah. came back from Facebook to post that I have a new podcast. Get people to <laughs> that was to my it. plan, but I haven't even done it yet. I will probably have done it by the time this video drops, but I'm I'm assuming I have to post this like tonight, right? I would like that. Yes. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We can't have the context of the episode being published. No. 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 Oh, okay. So that's the rules. Does everybody? Do you feel you understand the rules? I think so. I think I'm so. so bad at guessing bands and music it's okay there is really gonna reveal i decided to make this somewhat easy so i picked the ones that i thought wouldn't be too challenging because i knew it was kind of an inherently difficult task that i was setting you Mm -hmm. okay so i hope you'll enjoy this um let's see i think both of you got pretty high marks last time i don't remember who won i don't either we should start keeping scores we really should somebody tell us somebody will tell us i'm sure but you know (laughs) We'll start with Stevie because okay. uh, usually when I don't know who to start with, I've started with Costrack in the past. So Stevie, you're gonna you're in the hot seat. The first video, Stevie, mm-hmm. is an Evangelion AMV published in the year 2003. If you'd like more details, they will come at the cost of your honor and dignity. Song or the band? Um, okay. Uh Would you like any more details? They may be. But I've only got. I've got. A, but it would cost me one honor. Yes, you have one currently, and you only incur the penalty of uh, of posting if it drops below zero by the uh, if 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 it is below zero at the end of the game. Oh God! Okay. So you can get a hint for free, basically, if you want. I want a free hint. <laughs> okay. The tags. Oh, and by the way, I, all of these videos came from uh, AnimeMusicVideos.org, um, which has a <laughs> tagging system. Great. And this helps. Uh, the tags for this video are. Character profile and drama. The title of the video is I Don't Belong Here. Uh-huh. D.W. Chang. Evangelion is it, 2003. Is it, is the band um, Radiohead? Is it Creep? That is correct. It was Creep by Radiohead. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't belong here. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, so now you see the thing is that most of these either are just named after the song and that's way too easy or they have like kind of a punny name. Yeah. Okay. So I, so I hid those punny names behind the paywall basically <laughs> to, to make it a little bit more tempting. Okay. Uh, oh, so God. that's, that's one point for Stevie. I am keeping track this time. I mean, I totally keep track every time. What are you talking about? Definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, 100%. For we sure. We take these really seriously. <laughs> <laughs> At least fucking now we do. Yeah, right? Now I'm like, shit, I actually have to, do I have to study for these? Fuck. Uh, Kostrak, you are up. Okay. So you have an Outlaw Star AMV from the <gasps> year 2004. And that's all the information I get without a hint. You know what? I'll I'll amend the rules slightly to be nicer. And Stevie, I apologize to you that I didn't give you this earlier. If you pay me your honor and dignity, then you can get the title of the video. But I'll go ahead and give you the AnimeMusicVideo.org tags here. Okay. Okay. It's 2004 Outlaw Star video tagged with comedy and fun. Comedy and fun. I'm trying so hard. Comedy and fun. No. 
2004. I have to sacrifice the dignity. I, I'm completely okay. in the dark. That's fine. The title of the video is Hot Springs Mambo by Gundam Sail Solo. <laughs> no way! What? Is this... <laughs> no! Is this Mambo number five? <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> Mambo number five. Can you give me the... Can you give me the I, name I of the artist? Vega. Yep, that's Lou Baker's Mambo number five. <laughs> I, I I I used to own that album. I think it's a fun I song. I'm I sure I had it on mixed CDs back <laughs> I, from when I was. Uh... I, I owned that whole album, and I think when I was ten, I considered it to have no skips. Don't know if I would not. consider that now, but I think I definitely was no skips time at to the go time. Back, I think. <laughs> In the days of the Fox Box on Kids WB, that was their anime lineup. There was a promo that they did with with the Lou Bega himself, where he redid the lyrics of Mambo Number no. Five, where each line is about a different show that's on the Fox Box. Wow! What? <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Yeah. All right, Stevie, we're back to you. Oh God. This is a Dragon Ball Z video from 2002 with the tags character profile, drama, and serious. Serious. All I can think of is Superman or Kryptonite by Three Doors Down. Is that your final answer? Yeah, because I don't know what else to go off of. Okay, well, here's the thing is that I'm sure that exists somewhere, but no, that's not this one. The one that I picked is called Vegeta's End by This Eye. Uh, Max, do you want to try and guess? You want to steal? Vegeta's End. Vegeta's End by This Eye. Serious. Do we have the date on this one again? It's 2002. No, that didn't help at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have... I have no idea. This one's like actually hard. You Vegeta's both tried so hard no, and came so wait. far, but in the end, it didn't even matter because yeah. that was in oh the end. I should have just by guessed. Lincoln Park. I knew it was going to be in there somewhere. No, I should have thrown it out. The yeah. end, and then yep, it yep. hit me. Oh no! I tried to pick what I thought were the like low hanging fruit of of two thousands, early two thousands music am, to do I AMVs. I am so to. disappointed in myself. You know what screwed me that up one was hurt. serious because I I. I actually really loved. I loved reanimation. That was a it's good a fucking great album. That. It had mechas on the cover. Album. What's not to love? It absolutely did. Ah, oh, that was a good album. I'm disappointed in me. Um, <sighs> Swell Max, you failed at the chance to steal, but you'll get a chance to get a point here. Oof. This is a one piece AMV from the year 2004 Ooh. with the tag with a but a single tag drama. Wow. Oh, oh God. Wow. 2004 <laughs> one piece drama. So I'm at, I'm at, I have zero points I can spend on this right now without going into the negative. You can go into the negative if you want, yes. But I, oh. Oh, no, I didn't One piece drama. What was the year again? 2004. Is, is the band Evanescence? <gasps> Ooh. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's, um, oh, no. Okay, that's it for me then. This was the video Pirate's Paradise by Super Gecko Man. Oh, no! Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. Sorry, drama? <laughs> yeah. I am furious. I don't know about you, but I am mad. I am, I'm slamming the table. I'm throwing I'm throwing a temper tantrum. <laughs> oh, 
right, well. Do this to me, internet. I loved you for so long. The betrayal. Stevie. Oh, no. I've got one yes. for you. Oh, I've got no. one for you that is a Dragon Ball Z anime music video. It's so much. It's from the year 2006. It has four tags. Okay. Action, drama, sentimental, serious. Dragon Ball Z, action, drama, sentimental, serious. That's that's a key key piece of information is that this is from 2006. It was big in 2006. Oh. You know, I'm just going to throw three sheets to the wind and I'm going to say... The You're drunk right man, now? The, no, I am gonna. Yep, I'm gonna. I'm gonna emotionally get drunk right now, and I'm gonna say black eyed peas. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. Final answer. Okay, that's your final answer. Black eyed peas. <laughs> yes. Yes. Terribly sorry. I know. I have I've no just, idea. I've described to you the hero within by Azer Waith, and that was to welcome to the Black Parade by the one, the only. The indomitable, the inimitable, my chemical romance. Wow! I never would have gotten that. I never got into my chemical uh, romance. I, it's it's a fairly generic uh, entry, so I would have given you that they were an emo band. That was one of the concessions I was willing Ooh. to make there. If you oh, you know it. what? I should have. You know what? I I did three sheets because I couldn't think about. It. I should have went with dashboard. Dang. You know, you would have been closer. Dashboard. I would have been closer with dashboard, but it's okay. We're at the final question. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> neither of you are negative in honor and dignity. You're both tied with one point each. Ooh. Uh, Max, this may end up being a tiebreaker. This is a an anime music video from the year 2004 featuring Ruroni Kenshin <gasps> with the tags drama, sentimental, serious. Ruroni Kenshin. 2004. Yeah. Drama, sensual, serious. Sentimental, not sensual. Oh, sentimental. Yeah. I have a point. Yeah. If I use this point, I'm, I'm not negative, right? So no. That's correct. I'm going to risk it. Okay. And use my point. I'm spend it. Okay. The title of the video is Lonely Road by Kane Cryogen. Wow. Okay. Um, I got Lonely you. Lonely Road, 2004. Is this <laughs> Boulevard of Broken Dreams by Green Day? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, these are, I gotta say, before I, before I, that was all six questions. Before I move us on to the final, the final thing here, this is high art. This is my new favorite medium of art is the anime music video. Like, there's actually a lot of work goes into them. Oh, tremendous like, work. Oh, yeah, these are passion projects. I do yeah. not mean, I don't want to make fun of the people who did this. God, it no. It is funny, but. It's a lot of editing, but the the titles, y'all, the titles are silly. (laughs) Y'all got to know these titles are silly as hell. I want to, I want to make an impassioned plea. I got these from animemusicvideos.org, which is apparently suffering terribly, like they don't have enough money and they're trying to raise funds like Wikipedia. This shit should be in the Library of Congress. This should be archive.org slash anime music videos. So like- hundred percent serious. These are cultural artifacts. Absolutely. Absolutely. They belong in a museum, every single one of them. It's a brilliant website. You owe it to yourself. Register, please. It's just so perfect. Um, I'm going to go there all the time. I mean, time. like, I, th- I feel like 
like there's really cool like I you know what and like even on like a like microcosmic level because I'm like I, you know me I'm always trying to see through lines to time because I just want to be a, an eldritch god but anyway fucking I think about how if these are made in like 2000 and like two between 2002 2006 they're still being made but like were these like were these the original fan cams you know? Oh, I, 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 like, I like, may go so far as to say absolutely yeah, yes. Yeah, like essentially, right? Like fan people... cam, the the grandfathers yeah. of fan cams. Yeah, because you see them underneath everybody's tweets all the time. It's like, anyways, Stan, this K-pop person. And I'm like, <laughs> Stan and those Young things Coop. have... Yeah, Stan Young June all the time. And I'm just in here like, did anime like music videos walk so fan cams could run? Amazing. 100%. 100%. So... We've arrived at the final round. The score oh, no. is Stevie has one point, Kostrak has zero. Nobody is in the negative. Do I not get a point for guessing it last time? Oh, uh, no, well, you spent your point. I spent that point, okay. I didn't think, I could maybe think about this game a little harder <laughs> next time. <laughs> may you have know what? I, I, I think I'm getting too invested in the rules of this game. As long as I'm not below zero, man, just hit me with whatever the fuck you got. Okay, yeah. so... The good news is that no matter who wins this, since nobody's negative, nobody has to, to endure the punishment <laughs> of posting an anime music video on that Facebook wall. Um, but, uh, Stevie, in order to confirm your win, you have to get this correct. And here's the thing. Okay. Okay. I'm not giving you any hints this time. No. <laughs> I'm going to tell not. you that this is the one and only video featuring the Tenchi franchise that I wanted to bring to this. Okay. It's from the year 2000, and it is a Christmas song. <laughs> is it Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You? What? Incredible. <laughs> Unbelievable. Would have been no my scope. guess. It's solid. <laughs> yeah. When I found that, I was, I was so happy. I'm going to go watch this afterwards. You should watch yeah, all gonna... of these. They're all brilliant. Um, again, I can't thank enough the the artists who create this stuff for us please yeah. go to animemusicvideos.org please get Amazing. A, support them uh they're doing important <laughs> work I, i'm gonna say this even though i'm not below zero points i am going to post one of these with context thank you very much okay, yeah, absolutely right. i still will like here's the thing i was i i I literally no draw, no scope, just like Wheel Sully Snipe Boys, like that last one, because I was like, it can be one of two things. It can either go yep. whole hog and it's going to be All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey, or I'm going to sit here and I'm going to anime drop out of this chair because you're going to tell me that it's Last Christmas by Wham. I was like, it can't be any other Fuck, ones. that would be fun. Exactly. <laughs> it could either, it could be one or the other. No, it could be anything else. <laughs> Well, Stevie, you're the winner of this this week's episode. Congratulations. Yes. Um, thank you for thank playing you. my game. Well deserved. Some thank you. fantastic guesses. <laughs> I just, you know, listen to a lot of music, okay? Um, do you guys want to hear me summarize some anime? Yes. I'm so excited. Yeah. My, I'm, I'm cupping my face in my hands as I sit very close okay. to my microphone. I'm so ready. Okay. All right. Well, we watched episodes three and four of Outlaw Star. And here's what happened. Tim 
In episode three, Into Burning Space, McCoy is dispatched easily thanks to one of Gene's tricks. Hilda grills the goons who name drop McDougal. Whoever he is, he's dangerous enough that Hilda thinks it's time to go. It's just as dangerous in space though, where Swanzo tells us McDougal's men are laying in wait. Things get complicated when they encounter the ambassador of the Katarl Katarl Empire, and a near miss on the runway almost leads to total destruction. Between ether jumps, Gene learns a bit more about the galactic ley line and the unscrupulous McDougal brothers. Speaking of whom, it looks like our heroes have sprung their trap. Hilda tells Gene to get his shit together and help, but the K pirates brand Hilda's ship before they can escape to their destination an asteroid in orbit around the distant star Farfalus. Episode 4, When Hot Ice Melts, begins as the crew makes landfall on the asteroid and find their new ship, the XGP-15A2, built in cooperation by the pirates and the space forces. We're introduced to Gilliam 2, the ship's computer, and thanks to some quick hacking, Hilda registers our hero as its crew. Just as they're about to name the ship, Horus warns that the K are approaching fast. Hilda takes off to launch the first wave of defenses, while Melfina takes a bath in the blue goo and mind melds with the XGP. Things go from bad to worse for our heroes when the McDougals return on a mission to destroy their new ship. And wait, could that golden spaceship be the same one that belonged to the man who killed Gene's father? <gasps> All hope seems lost, but the gang gets the XGP up and running in the nick of time. Too late, however, to save Hilda from Farfalus's deadly gravity well. The mood on the bridge is somber as Gene announces the ship's new name, the Outlaw Star. That's the name of that Oh, come on. Come on, Newland. You better come through with that voiceover voice. Let's go. I'm just, I, you know, I'm just reading what's on the page. Hyped all over again. <laughs> but hey, that's the, that's the fucking show. Um, yeah. <laughs> when I mentioned those first four episodes are tie up into a very neat little arc, I really meant it. Yeah, and this arc surprised me. I'm going to talk about the biggest thing right now. Hilda died? Hilda fucking <laughs> yeah. died. Hilda dies. She died? Yeah. Forever? She, she Extremely forever. hardcore in a way that is like unquestionable. Falling into a star, activating her own suicide explosion. Absolutely. I did read that that... Um, death was censored uh, in, the, in, in the original version. Yeah, wow. where in, in, in this version, what we watch, she bites down on something like a like a essentially a tooth bomb that blows her and the enemy up before yeah. they can fall into the sun. Mm -hmm. In the other version, they make it sort of imply and make it seem like they fall into the sun's orbit and burn up. Oh God, <laughs> that's way worse. Which is worse to me. Yeah. Like Hilda's death in this kicks ass like ultimate bad bitch move just like goes out like a champion it's amazing and this is a big gamble because yes. the show has killed the only person who knows what's going on absolutely I, yeah, this is, I have no idea what's gonna happen next because neither does the crew yeah like great gene you named the ship where are we going um, also is it does it qualify as insensitive to name your ship the outlaw star when your friend who is an outlaw just fell into a star Oh, Damn, is that I didn't why? think about it like that. Is that why he did it? Think about it that way. I don't really I didn't even think about it like that. That's so was, rude. It's a bit rude. That's a bit rude. And speaking of rude, I just want to bring this up. I didn't, you know, um, I, I, I'm not going to make a big deal out of all the differences between the anime and the manga, but one of the differences in the manga is that, like, Jean's relationship with Hilda is much more adversarial. In fact, she's kind of like 
one of the villains of this first arc in the manga. And when she falls into the sun and dies, it's not like a heroic moment. It's a like, you know, we're getting See, Hilda yeah. back moment. It's like payback moment. See, I, I, I do like this version. Better oh, yes. Than this is a lot more. This feels more developed. This feels like, you know, mm-hmm. we're taking a second pass at this. We might want to change that. It kind of allows Gene more growth as a character oh, yeah. because it's just like it kind of gives him this catalyst to be more reflective about his life and how to take charge of it. Because um, that was a thing uh, that I wrote. Like these two episodes is Gene going, I'm practically a spacer and then proceeds to show us he has no idea what the fuck to do when he's like not on planet like that's one of my favorite things let's talk about that too because gene's um space aversion and just general misunderstanding of the world around him is it's really good in these episodes i think my favorite moment is him freaking out on the ship and just there are there like four or five different shots of him drinking yes he just pulls out a flask and he's just drinking the entire time and there's this point where like hilda's like get your shit together and he just drinks in her face and so yeah it'll cut to hilda piloting the ship and like space battles outside and everybody doing things and then we cut back to gene taking a sip out of the flask <laughs> yeah constantly <laughs> and he's like i could do this and it's like baby you're you're so drunk and you're so you're so anxious how also, much of that flask have you had bud Right, sir. That flask looks quite large. Um, also, how is Jim so good at space? He is eleven. Like, like Hilda was like, "Get on that cannon!" And Jim's like, "You can do that, right?" Yeah. And Jim's like, "Yeah, I totally could fire a cannon." I'm That's like, fine. "Were you a child soldier, Jim? Where?" They just played a lot of Fortnite, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard they added grappler ships. Have we read Ender's Game? <laughs> One of the things that I wanted to talk about this. So there's a lot. Again, this is a show that condenses so much. Like th- these are both very active episodes. I cut a lot of stuff out to like stick to the important things mm-hmm. because we don't. Le- we learn about this thing called the Galactic Ley Line as oh, yeah. as Hilda and the gang are like trying to leave. Like Swanzo knows she's after it. I don't remember whether it's Swanzo or someone else who's like, you know, that thing doesn't really exist, right? Like you're, you're oh, chasing yeah. like the Holy Grail, basically. It's just a legend. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't really exist or whatever. I can't they remember also who, set up who does say that. Some additional dominoes regarding like, I mean, the big, the big setup, of course, is the McDougal brothers who are fully, fully wild cards, can't appear anytime, anywhere to do anything. Didn't think to give that name a second run while they were no. <laughs> writing the show. <laughs> no. They're just, nah. It's not very intimidating nope. to me. We're the McDougal brothers, <laughs> and we're going to kill you now. Right? And one of them's from Boston, and the other one sounds like fucking Phoenix and Joker. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> the sorry. little one. Little blue hair McDougal. He's, yeah, uh, the blue he's got a lot of energy, doesn't he? <laughs> Bit of a I think, you know, I'm trying to fine. remember their names. I think it is Harry and Ron. No. Which, again. Yes, I had it. I had it written down. This is um, not the yeah, most. It is Ron and Harry. McDougal. This is not the scariest guy names in the world. No. In fact, Ron it reminds me a little bit of the Sticky Bandits. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of like the like murderous space outlaw version of of the Sticky Bandits from <laughs> Home Alone. And they've got like a they've got a gold ship, you know, like mm, one of them ah, seems yes. to have too many rings. So the ship is is interesting. Um, I really don't, I gotta own up to this, I don't remember the, like, plot development regarding Gene's father's death and whatever mystery we spin out from that, but it seems like there's not a whole lot of mystery to spin out from Mm-mm. it. Oh, you're the guy who killed my yeah, dad! Yeah, that's literally all it is, is that, like, they he, they went to, like, be pirates, and they were literally, like, pirating a ship, 
that his dad was running and like murdered him to get their goods. So Gene's like, ah, the murderers of my father. Just like that. Has he gone this whole time without realizing what happened out there? Like, does he, he must have known that there were pirates he never Googled involved that ship. Never Googled the McDougals. Never, never pulled it, it up on the, um, the pull, the, what's the fucking pull cue company that owns the internet? <laughs> the swiss, yeah, yeah, swiss. you can pull them up. What's their figure? What's their three size? <laughs> murder. Their three sizes murderous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, torture, <laughs> information extraction, and murder. Those are their three yes. sizes. We also learn about some alien civilizations out there. Yes. Kataral okay, Kataral. This is weird. Oh, how many times can we say Kataral Kataral in under they a minute? They say it too many times. Again, like with McDougal, I'm like, do you not say these out loud? <laughs> My favorite thing is when you are introduced to the Kataral Kataral is that they just constantly made it a point to let you not forget who they were. Oh, like yeah. it was just constantly like the Kataral Kataral, the Kataral Kataral ship is da 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 da, and the da 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 the Kataral Kataral. <laughs> it was like how many times? I want to un I want to unspool this because this. Con- conflict that they encounter with the Kataral Kataral is so stupid. It's nothing. Because the whole thing is that Hilda's spaceship Horus, which is very small, is on a runway to get out of Blue Heaven. And the, <laughs> the Kataral Kataral ship, which is fucking enormous, happens to be on the same <laughs> runway coming in. And yeah. they just refuse to move. <laughs> on a... On- an essentially a 6,000 lane highway. Right. <laughs> they are barreling towards each other in the same lane. Exactly. Pretty much. And we wring a lot of drama out of this moment of them like sweeping past just a little bit. <laughs> I literally was like, wait a minute, hold on. This is why Aisha Clan Clan is mad? Because I forgot why Aisha Clan Clan was mad. And I was like, it's because the bitch did not have the right of way. <laughs> Is she a bad driver? Come on, Aisha. She messes up so bad she gets fired. (laughs) And this is our introduction to this character who, from what I understand it, has got to be like a member of the crew or something based on the opening. This is a character. She's in the intro, so. Yeah, we're we're going to see more of this character. But (laughs) what an arc. (laughs) Immediately fired. She was the ambassador of the Kataral Kataral Empire. Yes. That's a very high position that she was toppled all the way from. All the way. <laughs> and then got in a slight traffic scuffle with a war criminal and <laughs> failed to chase after them. Pretty much. And that's what it was. He was like, you didn't turn the ship around. And she's like, but the ship is 6,000 ships wide. What do you mean? <laughs> I was parking. Do you know how much it she takes to three point turn this bitch? I have to park it. And every time I turn it, all the guys in pink uniforms yell for like 10 minutes. Turning, turning, turning. I love that the Kataral Kataral guys just chant whatever has been said to them (laughs) most recently. That's what what any crew should do. (laughs) Correct. Correct. Also, I just want to say at the same time, while I'm sitting here slamming the size of that spaceship, the Kataral Kataral spaceship easily top two best spaceships we've seen so far. Oh, yeah. I would honestly fight and put it at number one at like before Kagato's because it's got a fucking waterfall in it, people. It's got a waterfall in it. Like, I would go on vacation to this ship. Correct. Correct. Maybe we should maybe we should expand a little bit for the people who are not watching because I know there are people who aren't watching the show who are just listening along to the podcast. The Katarl Katarl are like cat people, kind of. Kind of. They're like 
They look like, like they look like you know Ganguro fashion in Japan. They look like Ganguro cat people. Mm, yeah, they do. That's right. I didn't. I I was like, thank you. I haven't heard that word in so long. Yes, correct. Yeah, this lady who we're talking about, Asia Clan Clan. She is the mo- she is the only one we see in like unique outfit to to delineate her like rank, I guess, but also to indicate that this is an important character you should be paying attention to. They got that anime wardrobe. Yes, absolutely. Her cute hair, though, with the ring in the bottom of her brain. I, I always wanted to. I always wanted to cosplay her. I always did for a couple of reasons. One, because she's great and she's awesome and she has cute outfits. But two, she was one of the only like distinctly non-white anime mm-hmm. characters on Toonami at the time. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't like fucking Piccolo, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a, an extreme rarity. Like that is Super. a, a tra- you know almost like a trademark of the anime of this time. Yeah, absolutely. It's a shame that she's a fucking ditz, but like she's like they they make her like not very bright at all. Um like not very bright but also can fight. Wait a minute, Newland, is this your Ryoko? This is my Ryoko. But here's the thing, she's also a Mihoshi a little bit. She is. So she's also so there's a, a lot going a on bit. here. Um and I also I had a very different reaction to her vocal performance than I than I did as it than I remember having as a child. Yeah. Graded on me a little bit. Yes have to acknowledge sure. the have to acknowledge the skill the talent the uh difficulty of being that loud for surely as long as that actress had to be in that booth being that loud but absolutely a little great i would not pick i would not pick that voice for that character no. there's a lot Mm-mm. more things no. to like that go you're gonna hurt yourself choosing doing that. what the voice is but like you can't it's like not a sustainable voice like not, there's not all. enough tea in the world no <laughs> absolutely not did you guys know that sean shemmel the guy who plays goku in dragon ball has like passed out in the booth multiple times from yelling too much i'm not the yeah, least because bit surprised. he is goku <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> like absolutely yes he does Correct. he does get stronger every time it happens yes <laughs> <laughs> yes if i could change subjects for a moment which i sure, feel like please, i do way too often my no, apologies i just swing things back and forth let's go the ship can we talk about the ship yeah please yes. let's do it i'm so excited about this ship yes this ship is cool. 15a2 <laughs> can we talk about how the engine needs to be turned on like a fucking toro lawnmower real quick <laughs> <laughs> all these robots in it and jeans like i gotta take the tape off this thing like a refrigerator i also was like this is the best ship ever made in the universe and i've got a and they I've fucking shrink wrapped the it crank. <laughs> they shrink wrapped it yeah. the thing i can't get over the phrase that keeps like resonating in my mind over and over and over again is imagine a car you had to be nude to drive <laughs> that's it i can't stop thinking about it <laughs> well and that is melfina's reality i i, I don't know if i made yeah, it clear so, yeah t- sorry to provide the context there for anyone not watching melfina has to get nude and get into a tube of goo um in order to pilot or, or commune with the ship i'm not certain what's happening yet because androids um, androids can't work with clothes on okay where oh, yeah. do her clothes go is the big question I have. Because you don't see them, like, on the... Br- she put them somewhere. Her clothes? Yeah, no. Actually, yeah. you know what? I I think this doesn't, but does get explained way later. Like, near okay. the end of the arc. 
I think it like I think that's actually kind of like the thing of the ship. Like because when she steps mm. out, her clothes are on her. I think, and she's dry, like, bone dry immediately. I'm pretty sure, like, because I saw I've I have watched this in the last like year or so, and I don't watch a lot of television, so like I kind of distinctly remember that this is this weird convention of the goo. But the clothes well, like we come will back. Call back to that then. That yeah. yeah. Keep that in mind and, for sure. Yeah, I out. might be wrong, but I could have sworn that they like they do this like later, and like you kind of see how it happens. But yeah, so but it's no, it's not any better. It's not necessarily that does not excuse it at all. No, you still wrote it that way. <laughs> no, you That's still wrote my, it that my way. Thing. And my my thing is is that the the first thing I thought in my horrible degen mind was I'm very happy we don't see where any of this stuff plugs into her. But you know somebody's drawn it out there. You know somebody's mm-hmm. drawn it out there. I was thinking it's you know it's more of a like I'm in the goo and now the goo knows me or like kind yeah. of situation. Like I'm that's I'm how I take it. Hoping that there are no plugs or tabs. No, mm-mm. Um, I think that. Jello. I think it's just jello. I think it's just bubbly jello. <gasps> what if it's like fizzy jello? What if it's like It's squishy, probably cool. I like... mean, that's the thing we're dancing around is it probably feels really cool to be yeah, in a blue. Like, that's like actually the really re- nice. there's no scientific reason it has to happen. This is just it looks cool. <laughs> like I literally I think of it looking like it feels like yeah, it feels like really nice like fresh jello, like chilled jello, but it has like carbonated water in it so it's kind of fizzy i think that would be mm. very fun like and a it makes bomb? you able to it's like the it makes you able to steer the spaceship yeah absolutely it plugs you into the matrix at the so same why does the captain i'm just thinking about this why does the captain not have control over where the spaceship goes i i feel like i feel like melfina is like the ship's like internal computer and navigation system you know what that's right gilliam's like the ai Gilliam that maintains that. the ship like i feel like gilliam's more like the the first mate that makes sure that everything or not the first mate but like the boatswain that makes sure that everything runs the way it should on the ship mm, mm. and teaches you how to use it and stuff um but then like Melfina acts more like the ship's computer rudder navigation system all that speaking stuff. of gilliam stuff. i love gilliam. i love gilliam i think gilliam is <laughs> very cool he was to me like the first archetype of this character that i had ever seen in media mm-hmm. which is to me it's almost he i, I like the ai being a little cagey here at first, right? Like, yeah. Gilliam is not revealing a lot of information and, and choosing words very specifically. Mm-hmm. He has a personality, and that's very fun. Uh, he doesn't do the, like, I'm just a computer, I don't have emotions thing. It's pretty open from the beginning that Gilliam is like a person who has, mm-hmm. you know, feelings about stuff. Um, yes. And that's fun. And, and I, strong opinions. I love Gilliam, man. There's, <laughs> he, he plays with... I'm so with, excited to see more of this ship. Yeah, the the crew are like we've met. What is it? We've met four of the crew members, and there are like there's I think one more full time crew member to meet. Yes, and I'm not counting Gilliam. I should be counting Gilliam, but there's there's one more full time crew member and a bunch of side characters that are going to be introduced, and they all play very well with, together. Uh, so that's the inside of the ship. Let's talk about the outside of the ship. It's got arms. Let's talk about all these ships, but like, let's start with and the grappler, yeah. We talked about this last episode. It was hinted at uh, the idea of a grappler ship mm-hmm. being literal, and I am really <laughs> excited to see what this ship can do. It's, it's arm wrestling in space. And they, I think they chose, I don't know how you guys feel about the choice to like, I didn't remember that we went back to the boy has become a man guy. <laughs> 
every I episode, I guess, now. I thought we were done with him, but no, he has to come in and tell us about the history of grappler ships and why those things yes. exist. Actually, yes. kind of interesting, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't actually I feel like mind it was a legitimate that... sci-fi explanation for why ships yeah. had arms. I actually don't mind that he did that one. That one was not as weird as the boy becomes a man. Um, not as be- wild as the boy. <laughs> yeah, not as wild <laughs> as the boy. Because because it also kind of helps with the convention because we get to see an absolute like grappler ship versus grappler ship fight, which is honestly like another we talked about this in our last episode talking about how fucking wicked sick cool tubular that these fucking ships are. Where the pirate ship, which looks like a big Christmas ornament with arms on it, and I thought it was really adorable, (laughs) but like how it's like so large that sometimes the grapplers can be individual places where people can be in and control. Because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him tear one off, and like one of the pirates get like blown up, and I was like, holy shit, that's pretty cool. It's kind of like the um the Enterprise in Next Generation. They can yeah. detach the saucer bit at the top yeah absolutely and like and like you know fucking ufo that shit up and like that's what i thought i'm really sorry to out myself here because i haven't watched a lot of star trek the disc comes off the disc comes off it can it can separate they they yeah they made it like a lore thing like i think by i think generation because i don't think you see it in no that's data's brother he doesn't come into he is a yeah okay yeah (laughs) it's a star trek joke for y'all for the, the Trek heads out there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, the ship can detach, which is pretty dope. Oh, man. You're welcome, Dad, if you ever listen to this ever. You don't need to. It's cool, my dude. So the XGP. Yeah, it's a cool ship. It is a cool ship. It is built in cooperation by both pirates and whoever the space forces are. We space haven't really cops, been right? introduced. Yeah, we haven't super been introduced to the space cops, but apparently it's like a unified lawman force i out like there. this yeah. concept it pulls in um what we learned last episode about these three forces yeah and really aligns with the outlaws and the idea of being between you know exactly. law and chaos mm-hmm. um, and everybody mm-hmm. wants it or it wants yeah. it destroyed mm-hmm. which i think is really cool because they all come in and they're like oh no we've got to blow this up oh no we're gonna steal it and i actually to bring back the Googled McDougals, um, uh, the McDougal brothers is like how they, even though they were pirates and how their own code, we got to see how chaotic their code was when their contract with the other pirates ended. They were like, well, now we're going to do whatever the fuck we want kind of thing to show that like, yeah, the, the factions can still be factitious within each other, fractious, yeah, fractitious yeah, yeah. within each other, even if they're trying to pursue the same goal. And it's like, that's pretty cool. I like complex that. complex world. I yeah. Guess, and, and believable in that sense. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the McDougal's also referenced a, another, um, another uh, patron who is paying them even more money to destroy the XGP. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, yes. And also, did we, I mean, those K-Pirates are fucking, they seem pretty dead I to me. I think, yeah, they, like, they, seem, like it. they seem very dead. I feel like they died too quickly. <laughs> so did I, especially because these three are made like made out to be. Well, these two that the, the third one is only in that first episode because he gets an eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he died real fast. They seem to be they are like positioned at least as leaders, as, you know, yeah. people who know things and have access to power and information. Uh, but no, they are just arc one mini villains, which is a thing. Oh, on the subject of 
Hilda dying slash also uh, fighting the 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 littlest uh, Goldilocks, uh, the littlest pirate. Can we talk about how guns work in space? Please, yes. Oh my god. Can we talk about how? Oh my god. What's Hilda's gun made of? Because I was like, baby, I don't think that's how. That's not how pyrotechnics yeah. work in space. You she would fire she would be shooting herself backwards very very fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, that's. The the string would have just rocketed out of nowhere. This is that anime space logic. <laughs> the zero G space physics. I really wanted to talk about it because they <laughs> fucking fly around like Dragon Ball when they're on the <laughs> ship. Like literally, they don't seem to do anything. They just kind of move in the direction that their intention carries them in. Yeah. And sometimes they stand fully on the ground as though everything is normal. Everyone is has a little bit of telekinesis in space. Just yeah. a touch. Just a touch. Because she shot that gun and I was like, why aren't you moving in the opposite direction? Your bullet should be spinning very slowly. <laughs> Outlaw Star Biggest Fails. <laughs> Cinemasins.com. It was just holes. It was like those little things where I was like, damn, but this ain't never gonna get explained. But I'm gonna point this out in this podcast. Like this is when I started making notes because I was like, what? You know this? what? It's it's even if it we you know you don't really want to hold them to task for it, it's fun no, to of call course it not. out, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Like, just, I like it, it, they're they're cartoons and they don't have to make sense. No, they but don't. But they're actually anime and not cartoons. <laughs> don't come after me. It's a different genre. So yeah, but I just I loved it. But Hilda, it didn't it didn't detract from Hilda going out like a boss. Hilda's so like, cool. Yeah, Hilda left a really like great a, impression on me. Like a bad um, bitch. B H bad bitch. B H A D bitch. And I love that, like, one of the last interactions, one of the last, like, serious interactions she has with Jim is, is about him getting his shit together. Yeah. Because he is not, he does not have it together in episode no, three. And all. I think he's no. only just beginning to get it together in epi- at, by the end of episode four. But now I feel like we have, like, we have a really good motivation for Gene to, like, become a real person who makes decisions and can handle these kinds of things. Because the other thing that that happened when we lost Tilda is that I already mentioned we lost the only person who knows what's going on. Like, Gene is also now both the adult in the room and the only, like, the the person who has the most information. So Oh, no, I did not even think about that. He has to become an adult now because he literally is the only adult here. Time to grow up, mom's dead. Yes, that's pretty much it. Yeah, like literally. <laughs> and like, I want to, okay, I just want to talk about how nice Hilda is to Melfina because like Jean is so mean to Melfina. Like it makes me so mad. And I was like, this is why I wanted us to watch Outlaw Star so I could rant about that relationship. I mean, it's true. Like he treats her like an object, like the, like the steering wheel for the ship once yeah. he learns what her purpose is. Yeah. He's so mean, and like everybody, and she's like so sad all the time. She's like, "What am I doing here? I don't want to go back." Which I'm really excited about that foreshadowing to see how that all unfolds. Uh-huh. But it's very much like, and but it's very much like that. how she's like, "I she because held." There's a moment where like Hilda is talking to her privately, and Hilda's like, "Do you?" She's like, "I don't know if like any of this." Essentially saying like questioning her worth and like her reason for being around slash alive and Hilda was like well do you want to go back like heavily insinuating that she knows where, where Melfina came from and she's like uh-huh. no she's like but you can help us and I'm like why'd you gotta die Hilda it's so important <laughs> it's so important I think the 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 manga artist did not know how cool of a character he had created when he gave Hilda that very like scrub death in the manga yeah 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm just really glad they got a second pass to do her right. Mm-hmm. She's so cool. Agreed. In this version. It's she not only serves as the get your shit together person, but also the like person. This is who Gene is targeting when he's like thinking of a capable human being that he would like to emulate someday. Yeah. It's Hilda. I feel like that's that's about all the notes that I had on these two episodes here. Yeah, I think we we have covered the the major plot points there. I, mm-hmm. I think I can say this for certain. I think next episode we're going to be talking a lot about uh, a certain character. But this has been the Hilda show. Absolutely. This has been the Hilda show. The Hilda show. I, I didn't plan out super far ahead of time, but I'd like to keep watching this show. I think it's really fun. Same. I want to know what happens. The next two episodes are going to introduce us to the remainder of our main crew. So I think that's mm-hmm. a good package to shoot for for the next. Uh, club meeting that's episodes five and six beast girl ready to pounce and the beautiful yeah. assassin oh, oh yeah no. that's right i, for- I forgot she comes in so early episodes <laughs> <laughs> one significantly more than the other yeah absolutely um th- the funny thing is there is no there are like no romantic subplots and the- well there's one um, mm-hmm. you can probably fucking guess but the- other than that there are no real romantic subplots in this um, this is not a harem anime. No, quite different. Quite no. different, even though it does give you lots of uh, anime wives to uh, buy figurines. So of. many waifus. So many waifus. Oh. But not a single plush. That's not true. Gilliam would be a really great plush. Gilliam would be great. I, I, the little pill, the little like yes. pill robot. That would be awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got little arms too. That might be a spoiler. Yeah, I do. Sure I love that. That's a spoiler, oh, but I'm so he, excited to see he, more of Gilliam. He does have like little arms. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I, would, I would have a plush of Swanzo. Swanzo is a good Swanzo's plush. Cool. I like his Swanzo speak. I like how his, his um, translator oh, yeah. failed. <laughs> and, and while we're working through our like little side notes, I could swear on my life that I heard the voice of Phil Hartman during, the, during episode three. So I, I, I you know what? I have to go look because I looked up when I, when my hunch that Asia Clan Clan of the Katar Katar was your, was your outlaw star Ryoko. I looked up to see if that was the same voice actress and it's, it's not. not. It's not. But, uh, I did look that up and I saw the other, uh, character, uh, voice actors, but I cannot remember what, uh, the other people were. Voice actor. Do you, do you know what's Zan. interesting to me is, and, and just as a, another like a small point, the actress who plays Jim in this show Mm-hmm. Was credited with the name Ian Hawk. What? That's so. Weird. Her real name is Brienne Brosey. She's done a lot of anime voices. Obviously, she's mm-hmm. credited with the name Ian Hawk for this episode. For for the entire if that's series. Like a weird, in fact, marketing thing. Like, yeah. oh god, we don't want the the boys to know that a girl voiced this character. Yeah, but that's so weird because girls have been voicing young boy characters for forever oh yeah especially in rides yeah especially especially in anime definitely in anime but like even in american stuff tommy like, pickles right tommy pickles was not cree summer Cree Cree summer was um suzy but like yeah tommy pickles is uh uh-huh. was voiced by a woman and like that's Chucky. like one of the biggest all the, ones all Chucky. the boys in in, in yeah. Rats mm-hmm. were, yeah yeah brianne sidall was jim hawkins huh. peter spellos is gilliam
Well, that bell means this week's meeting of the After School Anime Club has come to a close. It's been a pleasure hanging out with you, as always. And if you'd like to follow us online, you can at Anime Club Pod. I'm on Twitter at Max Newland underscore. That's the underscore at the end. Max Newland with an underscore at the end. Stevie, where can people find you? I am on Instagram and Twitter as a smattering on both platforms. And how about you, Max K? You can find me on Twitter. It's Max underscore attacks. The underscores in the middle this time. Since our show is so new, the best thing you can do, of course, is to tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies and rivals. Absolutely. And also leave and also leave a five star rating and a review uh, in Apple Podcast or your podcast player of choice if it allows you to do such a thing. I, I have some reviews to read for you. <gasps> what? We have really reviews? Oh yeah, this is a five star review from Marshmallow. I still have the same Game Boy Advance SP that's in the artwork for this podcast, and that makes me feel called out for some reason. But aside from that, the show is good. <laughs> Thank so you. Great. Wonderful. Thank, Thank you. you. Wonderful thing to say. If you have something to say that is not chicken-headed shit, you can no uh, leave it in there, shit. and I'll read it out loud, just like I did for Mr. Marshmallow there. Yes, that was exciting. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that we are a member of the Moonshot Network, which is creating all kinds of delicious, wonderful podcasts. You can follow them online at Moonshot Pods. They have a Patreon and a Twitch, all both at Moonshot Network. Yes. Shoot for the moon. Shoot for the moon. Moon it up. Either way, I'm so glad we got to spend this time with you. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you at the next meeting. (laughs) 